0: This is a Capricorn FM podcast.
1: This grade 12 lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education. In partnership with Capricorn FM, working together, we can do more, providing quality education.
0: Dear grade 12 learners, in preparation for final year examination, let me look at short stories. The first short story that I'm going to look at is the Code. The second one is the new tribe. Before I start with this short story, I want to remind you that we have eight short stories that you should prepare for the examination. But today, I'm going to look at only two short stories. The Fair quote by Sean O'Fanin. This story is not easy to understand. So, you have to read it. Read everything. Read each and every line until the end. Don't rely on the notes only. The fair quote, Let me start by what happened and the setting. This is a story with a setting in Ireland in the Maguire House. There are only two main characters in this story that is, husband and wife, Pede and Molly Maguire. They are poor, they are an old couple. Molly is a housewife and has raised their children on her own while her husband was in and out of prison due to his activities in the Irish Republican army. In other words, Teddy is an activist. One Molly is a housewife. They are poor. Now, when this story starts, we find that the Irish people have overpowered the old government, the British rule, and the new government has been established. The story starts when we have a new government of the Irish people. And in the new government, we find that those people who have been fighting, those people who were part of the revolution to overthrow the British rule, are rewarded, are given positions. And in this story, we find that PD is also rewarded. In the new government, PD Maguire is the secretary to the Minister of Roads and Railways because he was part of the revolution. He has been fighting for the revolution of the Irish people. Now, Immediately when the story starts, we find that Molly is excited. The tone of the wife is of excitement. She is excited about her husband's promotion because it means improvement in their family. Now, immediately when she learns that her husband has been promoted, the first thing that she demands is a fair court, and the title of the story says the fair court. She tells the husband that she wants a fair court. This is the family which has been struggling. Kids do not have clothes. The husband is also uh, struggling financially and doesn't have proper clothes. They have old furniture everything is not in good uh, in, in in good condition in this family but the first thing that she demands is a fair coat now when she says she wants a fair coat Molly is excited P.D tells her that I will buy you a fair coat. In fact, I won't buy you a fair coat. I will buy you two fair coats. Now, immediately when the husband says he will buy her two fair coats, she changes her tone. She becomes angry. She's angry with her husband. She says, the husband believes that she is wasteful. That's why he suggests that she must get to fair court. She worries that PD may see her as wasteful and vulgar. She quickly says, I don't want a fair court anymore. She changes. She tells her husband that she no longer wants a fair coat. But PD insists that she must get a fair coat because she has been looking after the children when he was not at all. Pedi uh, tells her to get that fair code, but she thinks she no longer wants a fair coat. She starts to discourage her husband to buy her a fair coat by saying that a fair coat is expensive, by mentioning different types of fair coats that are expensive to discourage her husband from buying her a fair coat. Now, a PD no longer knows whether she wants a fair coat or not. He also gets frustrated. He tries speaking to her kindly and gently, but she gets irritated with him. Then PD suggests that she buys a black outfit, which will cost much less. But she says she will have to buy other items to go with it, and she will need more than one outfit. So there has been a a conflict disagreement between husband and wife over the fake court. So in the climax of this story, we find that Molly throws a basket of mending at PD in anger. And she accuses him of being mean, somebody who does not want to spend money, and behaving like a peasant, and then she runs out. She has been mending her children's pajamas because they are poor. They cannot afford to buy new clothes. But right at the beginning, when she learns that her husband has been promoted, the first thing that she demands is her own fair coat, not a coat for the children. Not a code for her husband. So when she throws the basket of mending at PD, PD also gets angry. Then they spend three days not talking to each other because of the conflict over the fake code. After three days, PD puts a cheque of 150 pounds on her dressing table so that she can buy a fake coat. We learn that Molly takes the cheque and tears it up. She destroys the cheque. Thereafter, she goes to apologize to her husband. And at last, she admits that she does not really know why she cannot buy the fake goods. Then, at the end, we can guess that she has been poor for so long and she now finds it difficult to spend money. Because now, with promotion, it means new status, uh, more money in the family. It's like she gets confused. She doesn't know how to spend money. The story ends when Molly does not buy a fair coat. The story starts when she says she wants a fair coat, but it ends when she doesn't buy a fair coat. Let us look at the title because we get a question request. a Requiring you to explain the title of the story. The title of the story takes on different meanings in the story. Formally, the idea of owning an expensive fair coat takes on a whole range of associations. She wants a fair coat so that she would be fashionable. She wants a fake coat for showing off. She wants a fake coat to look good. And when she attends these government meetings with her husband, she wants to look good. But for paid, getting a fake coat has practical benefits. When she she says that she must buy a fake coat, he won or he looks at the practical benefits of a fair court. That is to keep one warm, to prevent one from getting a court. So this is uh, the difference between Moli and Pedi over the fair court. The other thing that you must take note of is that the fair court in this story symbolizes the luxuries that politicians can obtain once they are in power. The fact that Molly cannot bring herself to buy and wear such an expensive item shows that she is uncomfortable with showing off their new status and power. Now, let us look at the conflict in the story. In this story, we find two types of conflicts. The first one is internal conflict. And this one is evident with Molly. She has an internal conflict. Now, Molly wants to be able to fit in with other women from rich families, and they appear wealthy and glamorous like those women. However, she cannot imagine spending such a large amount of money on a fair coat. In other words, the inner conflict within Morley Is her desire to look wealthy and fit in. And on the other hand, she feels guilty about spending a lot of money on a fair court when children do not have clothes. When her husband does not have clothes, then she has that conflict. That is why, initially, when a husband suggests that she must buy two fake goods, it she comes to a sense she feels guilty that she wants a fake coat for herself when other family members do not have proper clothes. The other conflict is an external conflict. This is the conflict between Molly and Pete. KD is quite happy to pay for any coat that Money wants, but she becomes angry with him because of her own feeling of insecurity and guilt. That is why she says, that is why she loses temper with him and tells him not to buy her the third coat. These are the two. Types of conflict that we find in this story. Now, let us look at what we learn from this story. Since in the exam, you will be given things to discuss, the examiner will give you a theme so that you have to discuss it. Now, let me look at a few themes in this uh, story. The first one is selfishness. The theme of selfishness. This theme is evident with Molly. She is very selfish at the beginning of the story. She thinks only of buying an expensive fair coat for herself. She does not consider that her husband may also need new clothes, or that her children need new pyjamas. She has been mending uh, old pyjamas of her children, but she wants to buy a fake coat for herself. She mends pyjamas while thinking of the fake coat that she wants. Later, In this story, she realizes that she cannot wear a coat that costs so much when her children do not have clothes. In other words, the reason why she doesn't buy a fake coat at the end is that she feels guilt. The other thing that we get in this story is that of love, and generosity. This one is evident with paid. Generosity refers to the ability to give others more than what is required or expected. In this story, Peddie loves Molly and will do anything to please her. His generosity is shown when he agrees to buy. A a fair coat that a heart desires, that is love and generosity. The other thing that we get is desire. Molly strongly desires to own a fair coat. She believes she will be properly dressed when she owns a fair coat. The same code will also afford her the lifestyle of success. She will look like other uh, rich women. The last theme, social class. In this story, we find that in the the, HFH, the Maguire family belongs to the lower social class. They are poor. When PD is in prison, when PD is not at home, we find that they struggle to put food on the table. They are assisted by the Prisoners' Dependence Fund. They are assisted by the relatives uh, to support their children. They are poor. But when PD get promoted. It means another new social class, the higher social class. Now, besides the theme, let us look at the characters in this story. Their character and traits. Their personality traits. Let me first look at uh, the husband, Pede Maguire. Pede is very loving towards Molly. He will do anything to keep her happy. He is also generous and patient. He tries hard to understand and help her. He remains calm even when Molly is angry is irritating him. He is willing to make sacrifices to free his country. That is why he was part of the revolution. He was part of the army. The army that has been fighting uh, to overpower the British rule. The other thing that we must know about PEPI is that he is not really comfortable with extravagant or wasteful spending. How do we know? We find this on page seventy-seven. When he struggles with the plan for the pyre, there is a bridge or a pyre that has that, that has to be constructed, and we find that. Paddy is tempering with the plan of the bridge in order to save money. This reveals that he is careful with money, although he is prepared to give a general sum of money to Molly for the fair coat. The other thing, we may assume that Maybe PD wants to use the government money to buy air. Why is why a fair court? Because he tells Modi that he will be handling government funds. So he doesn't have any problem with buying a fair coat. We may assume that he wants to spend money meant for other projects to buy his wife a fair coat. Let me pause for the place. Over to you.
1: The Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour. From Monday to Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive, and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings between 6 and 7 p.m. on the Royal Movement and the Afterglow, respectively. Limpopo Department of Education Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Now, let
0: us look at Molly Maguire's personality traits. Molly has been a hard worker. She had taken care of the family alone when her husband was busy fighting for the IRA, that is, Irish Republican Army. She has been selfless in the past. She has been there for the family. She has been there for the children. But the same person is also selfish. In other words, she is both selfless and selfish. Selfish in the sense that at the beginning of the story, she demands a fair quote from Pete, a fair quote for herself, not for her children. The other thing that you must know about Emily is that she is indecisive. In other words, she cannot make up her own mind. She seems to have many conflicting thoughts about a fair quote. That's why, at the beginning, she says she wants a fair coat, but at the end of the story, she says she doesn't want a fair coat. She ends up not buying a fair coat. Molly is insecure and worried about not looking as good as the wealthy women who will be at the event related to this work. The other thing that you must learn about her is that she is a straight talker. She speaks her mind. We find this when she calls Pede a stupid person, that is a fat head. Now, this character called Molly undergoes a transformation. Maybe the examiner will say, discuss Molly's transformation in this story. He will say, in the beginning of the story, she is mean and demanding. She is mean and demanding like a small child. She thinks only of herself and her own means. By the end of the story, she is not mean and demanding. She realizes that she cannot spend such a large sum of money on a fair court. That's why she ends up destroying the cheque. That is Moses' personality traits. Besides personal traits, let me look at some of the figures of speech in this story. Know that you will never get a, an exam without questions on the figure of speech. Three figures of speech that are very, very important are female metaphor, and personification. Make sure that when you you are reading the story, you identify all the figures of speech that are there, and you try to find out why they are effective, why they are relevant. Now, let me give you an example. On page 74, we find this statement. You could see the years on her fingertips. Figure of speech, metaphor. Explain why it is appropriate. He will say, the hardships that she went through are portrayed as something that leaves permanent marks on the fingers. The hardships that she went through include having her husband in and out of prison and having children there with the help of the prisoner's dependent funds. That is, you could see the years on her fingertips metaphor. The second one Still on page 74, we find this statement in her diamond bright eyes. In her diamond bright eyes, it's a metaphor. They will say, identify the figure of speech used. They will say, metaphor. Explain why it is appropriate. They will say, her eyes are being compared to two diamonds because of their brightness suggesting that she is still a lovely woman she is still beautiful because she has bright eyes that is how you should explain it another speech on page 76 we have this statement put the children to bed as if she were throwing sex of theft into a cellar. Identify the people's speech semen. Explain why it is appropriate. Children are being compared to sex of theft and it suggests That they are useless, unimportant. And this shows us that Molly is frustrated. That is why she treats children as if they are less important, as if they are useless. So these are some of the figures of speech that you should know. Other figures of speech, let me just Identify them. We find personification on page 78 in this statement. He addressed the room. Still on page 78, we find another personification. He addressed the armchair. Still, under personification, We also find it on page 79, donkey years ago. The other one, her heart lived, died in her. That is on page 79. Besides this figure of speech that deal with comparison, you must also... Understand irony. Irony is used many times in this story. Irony means opposite. It must have two contrasting statements. So when you discuss an irony in the term make sure that you separate two contrasting statements with these words. You can use, however, You can use what, yet, you can use but. That is how you should explain an irony. So we have this uh, irony in the story. The first one it is ironic that Moli accuses PD of being mean and of having a peasant streak. Pede is not the one that is men, and he does not have a peasant streak. It is Molly herself that is men, and she acknowledges this at the end of the story. Pede is not men, but Molly calls Pede a man. Another irony, Molly claims she does not want a fair coat to show off. Yet, she says she wants it so that she will be well dressed. Being well dressed means showing off. Another irony, Molly mends the clothing, pyjamas, for her children because they do not have money to buy new clothes. But, or yet, Molly wants her husband to buy her a fake coat that costs. A large amount of money. That is an irony. She demands a fair coat. But children do not have proper clothes. That is why she is mending uh, pajamas. The other irony, she says, I don't want a fair coat for sure it is ironic, as she wants it not to feel inferior to the other women who attend social gatherings. Yet, she says she doesn't care what others say. So these are some of the ironies used in this uh, story. Now, uh, the main thing that you should understand is the change in the main character. When the story starts, we find that Molly wants a fair quote, and she is excited about the promotion. And then she accuses Teddy of being mean. But towards the end of the story, she changes. She starts to understand that her husband is not me when her husband gives her a check of £150 pounds to buy a fair coat. So, this is how this story should be understood. Because I still have some minutes, let me introduce another short story or before i understand i introduce another short story let me first highlight on the tones at the beginning of the story when she learned that her husband has been promoted we learned that molly is excited the tone she's excited she's happy but when Petty says he wants to buy two fair coats for money, their tone changes. She becomes angry because she feels guilty for demanding a fair coat when there are so many things to be attended to in the family. So that is the tone. So with the tone, know that the tone may either be AP the tone may either be uh, angry, sarcastic, polite. So when you are asked a question about the tone, please do not say the tone is high. do not say the tone is low. find appropriate descriptive words to describe the tone of the speaker, like the tone, happy, excited, the tone, sarcastic, the tone, angry, and bitter, and frustrated. So these are the words that you can use to describe the tone of the speaker. Now, let me quickly look at another story. The story is called The New Tribe. The New Tribe by Uchi M.H.H.E.T. So, this story was written by a Nigerian woman who uses her own experience of moving to England and working in social services. Now, let us look at the title of the story, New Tribe. In order to understand New Tribe, you must understand what a tribe is, then a new tribe. A tribe is a group of people who belong together in society. So, the New Tribe suggest that the old tribal system is changing. There is a new to a more global sense of identity. So this story explores how this identity is discovered, adapted to, and made peace with. Therefore... To discuss the title of the story, you will see. In this story, the new tribe refers to the Alitans. The Alitans family is a new tribe. How does the Alitans family become a new tribe? The Alitans family, in the Alitans family, At first, we find a husband and a wife who are childless. They do not have children. They cannot have children of their own. Then they adopt two children. That is Julia and Chester. Julia is white. Chester is black. All of the children in the family are coming from different backgrounds. So when they have been adopted by the Alitans, they become a family in a unique way. Therefore, the Alitans become a new tribe. A new tribe in the sense that Chester and Julia have been adopted. They are not the biological children of the alitans. That is, uh, uh, the the that is the alitans cannot have children of their own. What do we learn from this story? We learn. About adoption, that is the theme. Adoption. We also learn about mixed race families. Mixed race families. We also learn about. uh, We also learn about identity. We have identity crisis in this story. Let me look at. Theme number one, adoption. This is when a person legally becomes the parent of a child that is not his or her biological child. The process of adoption is a long and difficult one. There is always a concern that the biological parent may come and reclaim the child. So, in this story, adoption is evident with the adolescents. They have adopted two children because they cannot have children of their own. The other thing, mixed race families. This refers to families where the members are not all of the same race. If you check in this story, we find that the Alitans have two adopted children, one of whom is black, and they have to learn how to deal with their son, that is Chester, their son's culture and racial difference to them. So that's why it's a mixed race family. Then the other thing Identity. Now, identity is a complex question of who we are and how we see ourselves. In this story, we find that Shastam longs for his identity when he learns that he cannot be the biological son of the Alitans, considering the color of his skin. When he goes to school at the age of four, other members say that he cannot be the biological child of the Alitans because he's black. When he comes back home, he confronts his adopted parents so that they can tell him the truth. Indeed, he learns the truth. When Arthur Allerton tells the children the truth, uh, because of time, let me end up here. In conclusion, let me tell you that You have to revise all the eight short stories in order to be ready for the examination. Thank you.
1: This grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more providing quality education.
0: That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.